0: He's done it again. Aaron Judge with his 45th home run of the season. It is August 10th.
1: QL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G. Aaron Hawksford with you on a Thursday. We got a big show play. A couple of great guests later on in the show. Emory Hunt. Football game plan will join us 10-20 Eastern. Cody Decker, our Odyssey MLV insider, one of our favorites at 11:20 Eastern on the baseball slate. We have preseason games tonight in the NFL, including a streak on the line with John Harbaugh and the Ravens. We'll get to a lot of football injuries at Bucks camp yesterday. The Deshaun Watson thing, I think they're going to play him tomorrow night, even though Roger Goodell, I don't think, wants that to happen. So there's a lot to get to. But Aaron, we got to start with a little baseball, and then we can transition to other big stories here. And your home run props. This is three days in a row you've hit a home run prop. Aaron Judge for you yesterday.
2: I know it's crazy. It just keeps happening. Um, you know that's how betting goes. You'll have a few good days and then you come back down to earth. But also want to thank Sean Zarrillo because that Pirates um, bet hit that he you know suggested, and also Marlins uh, first half money line. So I think it was a good day for the show baseball wise.
1: It was. Uh, the other thing to, to mention, because we've been on a lot of different things baseball-wise this week, uh, the Yankees not playing well at all since the All-Star break, and they lose to the Mariners yesterday on the Santana walk-off. Uh, but one thing that stood out yesterday, just from the betting perspective, we know the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, or one of the two best teams. They've been that forever. But how about their streak right now? I mean, they win every game here, Joe by the run line they've covered 10 straight wins. Like it's not just that they're winning, they're bludgeoning teams. If you were on this from the beginning at minus one and a half a game, you're clear every night. It's crazy what they're doing again.
0: His history repeating itself where we just have to figure out where, where are the bet on teams? We know the good teams and um, a lot of them are streaking right now, streaking in the positive direction. It's the post all-star break. Are we going to see this every single year? Because it seems like the last few seasons has been like clockwork. And we talked about it at the deadline about it possibly coming again. And here we are. And we have these massive numbers. Now you'll find some of these big numbers go down too. Like we saw it last night with Houston. Uh, Justin Verlander uh, loses, gives up three runs on six hits, uh, three runs on six innings. Um, Texas, 8 4 in the game. The ERA does not balloon. Uh, we can bring that up with the Cy Young conversation, though, because it, it technically, yeah, it, it was a quality start. But to your point, yeah, Dodgers best team in baseball. We know that. Not only have they won ten in a row, they've all it's uh, thirteen of fourteen. The Mets are on a tear, and it continues, fifteen of seventeen. And your Phillies are playing as well as anyone. It's not a Dodgers situation where you can bet them on the run line every night because over this stretch of 13 games when they won 12 of them, four times they've had one run game. So you probably have to stick with the money line with them. They don't have that super explosive offense uh, enough of the time. But um, Joe G hasn't laughed at me about the Phils in a while. I've noticed that. (laughs) Nothing to laugh at. (laughs) You know,
1: you know, the the turning point for our Phillies discussion this year was the manager change. Remember, that was the day you're like, all right, I'm back in. Let's invest again. They're 40 and 19 since Joe Girardi was fired. 40 and 19 is a ridiculous record for two months. I mean, that's, it's crazy what's happening. And they have put themselves in a position now where it's like, it's going to be really surprising if they don't make the playoffs. Now we'll see what they do when they get there. But they're in really good shape to make the playoffs. That schedule's still really light down the stretch. A lot of nationals still there. They've got a really good chance to get this thing done.
2: All so those the national o- series are an absolute gift to the Phillies. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> the odds haven't changed too much. Should we have a conversation about reinvesting in them? It, it think, like yeah, if yeah, I, think I didn't. If I didn't have any bets on them at that point, I would be looking at, I'd be circling the Phillies right now, right now. Um, World Series
2: thirty-five to one, or do you see something better?
0: Uh, I don't. It's been around that number forever. Thirty-five to forty. I bet it at fifty. Uh, I bet the National League two. So I'd assume that you know it's somewhere in that fifteen to twenty range uh, for the pennant. But d- they were that team that also when we were looking at the deadline, when we reassessed everything. And we didn't talk about it as much because we spent so much of the first half talking about it and we already invested in them. But they checked a lot of those boxes of teams that that could make some sort of a deep run. And um, man, it's it's every game. So what what is it with them? What what has changed aside from the manager? What performance wise, what is different? Because we were very concerned uh, initially with that Harper injury.
1: Well, the bullpen. I mean, the bullpen has stabilized over the last two months. To the it's good. I mean, it's a good bullpen now. They added David Robertson to it, and then some guys that were struggling offensively have come alive. Um, JT Realmuto was terrible the first couple of months. He's come alive again. Like they, the guys have had to step up without Bryce Harper, and they have. And mm-hmm. and they just they also have won a lot of these weird games. Like three times in a row, they have beat Sandy Alcantara three times, and none of them they've hit him around. A right last night, it was the no. eighth inning. I mean the seventh inning two a month ago, like they just, they, it's like a two-run game or one-run game, and they come back and beat them. So yeah, I think it's important. And one thing to note with them, if you are going to get invested, these games matter. And like what I mean is, if they could somehow clinch before the last two days of the season, a spot, they're a two-pitcher staff, right? Two guys are above everybody else, Wheeler and Nola. If they had to use Wheeler and Nola the last two days of the season to get in that would severely impact their chances to win that first round with a three-game series. If they could get those guys ready to go for the first two games of the playoff series, they could be dangerous, certainly.
0: Now, they do have seven more, Matt, seven more Braves games. So for a while there – yeah, it, it was looking like okay, the Phillies have one of the easiest schedules. Well, they've gone through a bunch of those easy games. They've yep. gone through them. So now they're closer to the middle of the packs. So, but but with that, you've got seven Washington, seven Cincinnati, right? So it balances out a little bit. Sure. Betting yeah, GM does
2: have Phillies 40 to 1 and 18 to 1 to win the NL.
0: Yeah, I still think there's value there. My <laughs> my only really hesitation is uh, we've been talking up the Cardinals who've also been playing well for a while now. And that could be your first round matchup, which kind of scares me.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, here's the one that you would, you would get one through, right? You would yeah. you'd get one into the next round, but you would lose one on the other side. All right. So fun night in baseball last night. You're right. The, the best teams continue to roll. Aaron's home run. Props continue to roll. And then we get to some football stuff. So right before the show ended yesterday, and this is always the <laughs> theme. Preseason tonight. Preseason is back. And we're excited. We'll dive into it. Yeah. But, um, Injuries become a theme. We'll get to the Watts thing in a second. But Tom Brady, Russell Gage went off the field yesterday and the backup center. Now, that seemed like only cramps. But doesn't it feel like every time there's a beat reporter who says anything, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, who's hurt? That's all this is this next month. The the Bucs are banged up. The Bucs are banged up right now. I I am curious at how they're going to look when this season starts because the center's gone. The receivers are not what we've had the last couple years. I don't know that that Cowboys plus two week one Joe at home is starting to stand out to me a little bit.
0: Look at Joe G just bearing the lead. The lead here is that Paul Aspen took on the moniker of Paul Mushpan. But you, sir, you sir, mm. the other day, go go talking it up, Russell Gage. Which prop was it? Was it season long receptions or rush or receiving yards season-long leader? Season long reception seventy five to one. Yep, that was the one. Recep- You talked up Russell Gage, and the man hobbles off the field yesterday. Is it you? Is it Joe? It might be. I, I mean, (laughs) I'm
1: devastated. Seventy-five to one. I just, I hope it's not a a serious injury. But I'm not feeling good. Yeah, I, I I may have have totally destroyed Russell Gage, and the.
0: (laughs) It's, but you're, but you're right though. It is. Has there been any positive moves since Tom Brady announced that he's returning? Any positive news out of Tampa Bay?
2: It feels like he's nope. going to regret not just retiring the way things have been going. It's like, yeah. oof, this is, this is, you could be at home with the wife and kids, and now you're dealing with this. Should have stayed at home, Tom. I'm
0: yeah, with this you. Is,
1: it's weird vibes down there. So we'll keep an eye on that injury. And then Joe, you mentioned this yesterday, that something that's not being talked about a lot. And then almost as soon as the show ended, it started getting talked about I know. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. So the it, it, so Roger Goodell used the term predatory behavior. Uh, you know they wanted a year long suspension, but nothing has happened yet, right? That's this process again. This new process is still ongoing. The Browns play tomorrow night, and they're planning to start him. This feels like they're poking the bear. I mean, I I don't know what they're gonna do, but I mean he's eligible to play as of now. Yeah. What do we think? Do we think he's just going to roll out there tomorrow night and then we're just going to pretend things are normal? I,
0: I don't, but it, that was hilarious that I brought that up and then all the national guys are on that at the same time. Exa- are they listening to the show? They're on it all, so. all at, the, at the same time. Um, yeah, I thought that was uh, pretty amusing. Uh, it won't be amusing me if he plays. Roger Goodell will not be laughing. A lot of NFL observers and fans won't be laughing at all. I don't think this happens just, just based on some of the activity that we started to see yesterday and yeah, you can make that announcement. That didn't mean anything to me. I mean, it's on the crawl all day yesterday. It's everywhere. You look, uh, Deshaun Watson's going to start. Like, yeah. Yeah. We'll see about that. I, I, if there are odds on that, I would bet against Deshaun Watson starting this weekend. Yeah,
1: I would too. Aaron, what do you think? I mean, it's, it, I can't believe he's going to start a preseason game when this is still hanging in the balance. It's, it's just bizarre
2: well I mean also like what do they have to gain usually preseason, you want to gain some momentum and and you know it's he's on a new team but like then he's going to be suspended so it's like what you know what I'm saying like what really are you going to gain from him it's, playing in a preseason game and then he goes away for a while again any type of momentum and chemistry that you're building is probably going to dissolve a little bit I just don't think there's a huge advantage to doing that compared to the blowback and criticism that you're going to get and potentially making Roger Goodell pretty angry as well. It's, it seems silly.
0: Are we looking at it the wrong way? It like, we're looking at it the optics, which the Browns clearly don't care about after the guaranteed That's money true. that they gave him. Uh, The the conversation with every other team in the NFL is, are the starters going to play in many situations? They're not. The QB1 is going to sit. Jacoby Brissett's a QB1 for the first six weeks at least. So is this their way of sitting him? And they're looking at it as a net positive. They don't care about the optics. The net positive is if they're going to have a good year, if they're going to be in the playoffs, Deshaun Watson is going to be under center. And they're still hoping that Deshaun Watson is going to play the majority of the games because as far as they know, It's six. Now, if Roger Goodell has his way, he's not going to play this year. He won't be there in the playoffs. But I wonder if the mentality in that building is, hey, like they're all screaming about this. I don't care. Deshaun Watson can get live reps here, and until proven otherwise, when we make the playoffs, he's going to be our guy. And when we have the tougher games later on in the season, he's going to be our quarterback. So they could be looking at it from that perspective.
1: Yeah, and it would be the first and only live reps he'd have in in like years, right? Let's say he's yeah. back in week seven. This they they could look at it like all right, at least we got him on the field for a little bit against another team for the first so he's got something under his belt this summer before he plays in week seven or whatever. I don't know. And it just feels like a very awkward situation. I would not be. I saw Mike Florio had a tweet yesterday, Aaron, that they might expedite this decision by tomorrow. Like, make sure they do something by tomorrow, so he does this up on the field. It's embarrassing for the NFL. You got the commissioner out there saying he's a predatory behavior, and then he's going to go play. It's like
0: this. This becomes the biggest story in sports. This becomes the biggest story in sports all weekend into next week. Yeah.
2: It's also a distraction for the other Browns players. It's just so annoying. Sure. I, I just wish they would figure it out and move on. You know, I just feel like this whole story has dragged on way too long.
0: <laughs> yep,
1: it has, well, it has. All right. has. Uh, All right, another thing quickly yesterday. I don't know if this is real or just uh, NBA r- reporters are getting bored. How about Kevin Durant open a playing in Philadelphia? You see that one yesterday? I mean, the Durant thing's just sitting there. Kevin Durant has just stole a Brooklyn net. Nothing's happened except he told the owner to go fire the GM and the coach and the owners said no. And now all of a sudden this Philadelphia rumor pops up. I don't think they have enough to get him, but I I never understand how these NBA trades work. It seems like teams just trade a player where he wants to go and everyone moves on. Could it happen? Could Kevin Durant (laughs) be a sixer? I mean, they're the favorites, right? If they got Durant, Harden, and and Embiid. They're the favorites with the so title. So
2: basically the Sixers get all their star players like in the last year. It's crazy. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, but it is weird.
0: I would be Very
2: shocked. strange.
0: I'd be shocked if they get them. 100%. Uh, we can't do anything with this, right? They're the eighth favorite. Best number I see is 16 to 1 to win the title, the Brooklyn Nets. Can can he stay there? That's the question. Can he stay? I wish I had a piece when it dropped all the way down to 40 because there's just been no moving on. It
2: just seems like a star like Kevin Durant wanting out. How does he stay? They have to find a way to move him somewhere. I just don't see how that will work out.
0: But I I also understand if I'm the owner, like, (laughs) dude, sorry, I'm the boss, not you. You're not telling me who's going to be the head coach. You're not going to tell me who's going to run the front office of my team. You came to play here. You wanted the last head coach out. And, and we gave you your way. And now you want this coach out. Get out of here, dude. Didn't he Didn't he pick Steve Nash? Didn't he and Kyrie pick Nash. Steve Nash anyway? He wanted, <laughs> he wanted Atkinson out. Like, okay, I this know. is enough. So, so I understand no movement on that. I, I wouldn't do anything.
1: On the other side, let's dive into the NFC West. A lot of football talk today right here on the Beck UL Network.
0: Listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gilio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.